Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Present, sir. Present. Natural-born listener, solely responsible for the CSVT that's not being true. Not true, not directed true. around here. Thousands of people. Um, Oh, is that what? Is that how many people were involved in getting this going? Over the years? Over the thousands? years? Thousands, I would say, yes. Okay. And who is the single most responsible human in the world? No, there's no one person. Okay. It was a team effort. So the top... There are some heroes, like Congressman Carney and State Senators Yaw and, and Gordner and Representative Culver and Fred Keller and... Uh, um, um, really? Yeah. What? They got the state money. They told the gov- Governor Corbett at the time, we're not going to pass your bill if the Susquehanna Valley Thruway isn't totally funded. Do you realize how unusual it is to find the majority of funding for a major highway project coming from the state and not the feds? Right. Very unusual. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is All the PennDOT people who worked on it so many years. I mean, Eric's now there. But before him, there was Sandy Toskin. Before her, there were other... Uh, yeah, who's district the district executive? engineer before her, Smarty? Um, let me well, there were so many. <laughs> Eric, no. Uh, well, let's see. I'll have to think about it. Howard that. Jerusalem was in <laughs> He was a state transportation secretary. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, when the project got funded, the state sac- transportation secretary was Barry Shoak, and he was up here for the... I was just looking at the picture the other day. We cut the cake uh, mm. when the money was finally secured for was the it bypass. Was like a dollar bill cake? No, it was just a, a congratulations cake. Secretary okay. Shoak was cutting the cake. Okay. Now, a lot of people... Uh, are have been working on this, and does anybody take credit for it? Does anybody say, uh, you know, hey, elect me because I helped move this along? No, I think everybody has resisted the temptation to jump on stage and stop t- start taking bows. Mm-hmm. Over the years, there have been so many people. I started on this when our congressman was Bud Schuster, and he was chairman of the mm-hmm. state tra- of the House Transportation Committee. So that was some like, oh, I guess I've been involved with it for thirty years. Easily with the I Chamber at, of Commerce. Well, yeah, when I started as news director here, that was 1988, and uh, I went to a Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce Transportation Committee meeting. And no, no, it would have been the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce Transportation. in '88. Yes. Not or, the, the Sus- oh. Central Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Oh, not Central. Okay, no. yep, yep, yep. You're right. Central Susquehanna. Okay, okay. So, and that was in '88, and you were talking about getting the bypass finished and making sure that folks know that you wanted to be on the list. And at the time, you had to get on the ten-year plan. Is that ten-year or not? Yeah, we tried to get on the. I testified in the state college uh, along with Fred Keller. Uh, we went out there to testify before okay, the well, that would be uh, state transportation committee. No, this is years and years ago. 
But Fred Keller was just working out at Conestoga at the time. Well, maybe I may. Oh, I'm sorry. It was his predecessor. Okay. Uh, Russ Fairchild? Russ Fairchild. Okay, right. there you go. I'll just, if you need any help with memory, Joe, you just ask me. I do. Well, I've worked with so many people over the years in this project. You know, My wife is driving off the road. I don't want to slight anybody because they, there have been so many people who played an integral part in this. I mean, mm-hmm. Congressman Carney did a lot of heavy lifting when he got us on the Appalachian Highway Development System. Oh, he angered Schuster. at the time. He angered... Uh, now uh, Congressman Thompson because we took miles out of his district to put them in ours, and we got the first $160 million thanks to uh, Congressman Carney's efforts. And well, then, Congressman Thompson's going to come on this show in the weeks ahead. So. And then... Um, you know, everybody's helped over the years doing it one way or the other. Back in the days when we had uh, Congressman Schuster, and, we, and then we had his son, uh, Bud, Bill Schuster, was our congressman for a while. Right. Then he wound up as chairman of the Transportation Committee. We'll continue this one. There aren't two people waiting. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's my fault. I'm the one with a thousand questions, and I'm, I have more. But let's get right to Eric on the phone. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Joe, I'd like to pick up on our conversation we started yesterday when you actually silenced me for my last 30 seconds. And for you to explain to all of us why you think what the uh, Republican Senate did at the end of the Obama administration in not considering President Obama's nominee to the Supreme Court was the right, correct, and constitutional thing to do. I didn't say it was the right thing to do. I said it's certainly not an illegal thing or unconstitutional. They don't have to pick uh, to hold hearings at any particular time. The Constitution says the Senate has to advise and consent to the president's nominees. It doesn't say they have to do it next Tuesday or they have to do it when the president wants it done. It just says they have to do it. And Mitch McConnell says if Republicans take over in the fall, they will conduct no Supreme Court nomination for President Biden, no matter how many or how early he does it. And 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 you think, Joe, that does not violate the spirit of, separ- of the separation oh. of powers of the Constitution? Oh, that's a different question, Joe. <laughs> violate I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking the it. separation of because powers. Because it's not the, not a violation of the separation of powers. Come spirit. on, Eric. The spirit. Not a violation of the spirit. Mm, okay, so, so, so if a Republican is, is um, made president in 2024 and we have a supreme court vacancy it'd be okay if the democrats maintain control of the senate to wait another four years before they consider replacing that person nobody waited eric nobody waited four years they waited a couple of months who who decides the time limit joe and by by the fact that you're saying we're going to wait for the presidential election the election of the president which is total separate branch of government to determine who should be on the Supreme Court Eric, is a violation of the separation of those powers. No, it isn't. Eric, I realize your hair's on fire here, but it's not a violation of the separation of powers. It's simply the exercise of political muscle, if you will, and it was wrongly done. In my opinion, they should have given Merrick Garland a hearing. They could have voted him down, but they should have at least given him a hearing and given him that courtesy. I've said that all along. Never said anything different. Right. And and you know and I know that that would have allowed the Supreme Court to then maintain a more balanced action and in all likelihood Roe versus Wade would not have been overturned. How about the Warren Court back in the days when it was far to the left? That was okay, right? They were they were legitimate, but any court that's far right or even leans to the right, they're illegitimate. Is that what you're saying? Should, should any president 
have the ability to nominate one third of the court in one in a sure. one term administration. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're talking about See, separation go, of powers. So, no, so wait, 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 wait. You're you're asking me a question and let me finish. The Supreme Court or the Constitution says that whoever the president is, he gets to nominate someone for whatever vacancy there is. There are hundreds of of justices or judges appointed every year or nominated every year. If ha- just happens to be the luck of the draw. If it had been President Obama who had three picks, I guarantee you, Eric, you wouldn't be on this program today saying, well, the Supreme Court should be uh, more conservative because these liberal judges are just making the wrong decisions. I mean, the fact is, whoever the president is, he gets to make the nominations, and then the Senate votes on them. And it's not a separation of the powers or an abuse of the separation of powers by, by refusing to act immediately. I'm sorry, it just isn't. Okay. Oops, I guess I better put him back on. Go ahead and finish up here. Why, thank you for allowing me to speak again. <laughs> you go so, ahead. So, so the bottom line is, let's look at this overall. So bottom line is, as long as the Republicans are in control of the Senate, no, that's not what I said. they can do what no. they want, but if the Democrats are in, because you just said, to my question, if there is a Republican presidential candidate put in office in 2025, after the 2024 election, and the Democrats have a majority in the Senate, it's going to be okay to wait until the next presidential election because there's no, no, there's no one said that. Of when, of when not, Eric, we, we were, not defined by Congress Eric, either. Eric, by the Congress you really either. need to get under a faucet to, to get the fire in your hair out. Uh, that's not at all what I said. What I said was that they waited a couple of weeks. It, was a, it wasn't like four years until the presidential election. No, it was, it was a year. It was almost no, a year. No, it wasn't a year. It wasn't a year. Well, it was, it was in a calendar year, but it wasn't a full year. Six months but or it was, so. It was more than a few weeks, Joe. Now you're making up story. So what? It was several months. <laughs> I believe it was in like March. Eric, until get to a faucet quickly. Your hair <laughs> is right, burning. Enough, Joe. Right. Because I'm disagreeing with you, Joe. Now my hair is on fire. <laughs> well. And I'm sure that hair is probably red, too, right? <laughs> Listen, the simple I fact is it was a political... It was political. It was a political move on the Republicans' part. Was it right? Not in my opinion. They shouldn't have done it. Uh, but, you know, the Democrats have done similar things in the past. It's all politics, Eric. If you don't understand that, I mean, you need to get out back from well, Alice in Wonderland. All right, <laughs> it's Eric. not an insult. It's just okay, political muscle. So now you're insulting me, Joe. No, because I'm not I have a viable point, and you refuse to accept that. <laughs> I just told you you had a viable right. point, Eric. Right, let and Eric you, talk. you told me I'm Alice in Wonderland. I said you're living in Alice in Wonderland if you don't believe this is all politics, if you don't believe the Democrats would do exactly the same thing. Yeah, all right. Thank and you. you can't, and Eric, you, to use go. my example, said go. you can't do that. Gotta but go. there's no thing in the Constitution that says how long the Senate can or cannot, and that's that's wrong. Thank you, Eric. Because we should, we have, we should have had <laughs> Obama's Road. nominee. Right. And, and we know now that we would have a 5-4 majority and also... You know that Obama right, or uh, President Trump would not have been able to nominate one third of the court. Thank you, Eric. Great contribution. We appreciate your call. You got him this time, buddy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> no, he didn't. Thank you, gentlemen, as always. Yeah, right, thanks, Eric. All right. Are you okay, Stan? <laughs> I'm perfectly fine, but Eric does need to put his head under the water to cool off a little bit. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, y- you know. That if it wasn't Trump that had nominated three, three judges, he would be perfectly fine with it. That, that's <laughs> yeah, what it comes down to. That's what I just that, said. That's plain that's and simple. <laughs> and whatever. But, you know, we did dodge a bullet with Garland because, you know, he has called parents, you know, that 
voice their disagreement with the school boards as, as domestic terrorists, and he refuses to uh, enforce the law when it comes to uh, intimidation of judges. So, you know, we did dodge a bullet there because he has proven himself to be unworthy of the seat that he sits in now, let alone a SCOTUS seat. So, But that's not why I called. I mean, on, was it Friday or Saturday? I don't know which day it was. I guess it would have been Friday that Biden signed his gun violence bill that was brought before him by the House and the Senate. Okay? So it, it, it will do... Oh, I won't say it won't do nothing, but because maybe something that should have been done a long time ago with opening up juvie records to the background checks, that supposedly is in this now that it will, you know, be part of the background check, which it should have been all along. But for some reason, and I do believe that it has always been the left-leaning side of the, the aisle that has, you know, wanted to shield the juveniles from, you know, their adult life from their uh, juvenile past, basically, is what has happened. And now that is coming home to roost, as they say, because these uh, juveniles that have had criminal records purchasing guns because maybe they were a little they were they were kinder in their adult years or they just weren't caught i don't know which but now now that's supposedly a sob we'll see and it's you know and 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 they supposedly closed the boyfriend loophole which makes no sense to me because if if a person i don't care whether it's a husband domestic partner or a boyfriend or a girlfriend threatens their you know lover partner whatever they should have been prohibited, you know, and, and they were charged and, and had a, a restraining order put upon them. They were prohibited from purchasing firearms before. But evidently, if you're a boyfriend, it wasn't because they closed that loophole. Now, who wrote those laws? The people that supposedly fixed it now? You're, t- you're telling us. Go yeah, ahead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know because, you know, it seems to be that, you know, they, they create these loopholes, and then when <laughs> things happen, oh, my God, it's there's a problem. we got to close it. Well, maybe these shouldn't have been created to start with. If a, if a guy's abusing his girlfriend and she gets a restraining order, that's a clue to me, and he should be prohibited. But evidently that wasn't part of any previous laws for domestic violence, you know, cases to prohibit a person from purchasing a firearm. Where, where does that make any sense? You got him. Yeah, who knows? Who no, do, who I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm asking that question. And I'm sure there's some smarter people in you know, listen here that would know the answer to that. Sorry. Because it makes no sense to me. You know, and as far as red flag laws, you know, the, the, the Congress, the Republicans and Democrats both support it to violate people's due process, you know, rights. <laughs> Plain and simple. And that's that's unconstitutional. I believe that eventually will be struck down in the Supreme Court because there will be cases brought to that. Now, what when kind a person, of a court would ever strike down an, a, an important universal law like that? I'm that sorry, helps you know, save I, I have always advocated for gun rights. I mean, I believe the Second Amendment is an absolute unless it's modified by a constitutional amendment that's passed by all the oh, states. Oh yeah, that wouldn't be controversial. Yeah, that wouldn't. <laughs> but you know, the fact is that there there are certain things that need to be done to help our safety. Now, Eric, you, you I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> 
Eric kind of says, you know, don't do anything or do everything. You're saying don't do anything. I'm in the middle. I say do something. And I think what we're what we're trying to do here is to make it a little safer for people and yet not take away the legitimate rights of law-abiding gun owners. If you have a mental aberration and you threaten somebody, I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you don't have a gun. I'll take it away from you. I would Joe, take it away from Joe, you. Joe, right here, right here. I will not disagree. If you are publicly threatening somebody to do them harm, yes, you need to be arrested for domestic, for uh, terroristic threats. Then something can be done. But if you have nothing... They're, they're, it's going to be abused, okay? Now, they will take up, you know, catch up some people that are going to cause problems, but this will be abused. Somebody posts a picture of their family and guns on Facebook because they went out to the range that day and had a good time, and somebody, their neighbor said, oh, my God, this person has a pile of guns in their house. We need to call the cops because I don't feel safe living next to them. Well, that, right. w- that so wouldn't fly. So then the fly. cops come, that, and that will happen. No, that wouldn't Mark fly. Mark my word. That okay. wouldn't fly because those call people have back. not been adjudicated as having been a threat to themselves or others. The simple fact, I mean, we go overboard that I saw a kid was expelled from school for posting a picture of a gun on Facebook. God, when I went to school, the kids came to, with rifles in the back of their pickup trucks, and it was no big deal. Uh, Where'd you go to school? That's William right. Penn in Harrisburg. We had some hunters in our class. A lot of pickup trucks? <laughs> we had a in few. Harrisburg, no less. <laughs> in Harrisburg. I mean, kids hunted, yeah, so, had guns. I just don't think... It will be abused. No, I don't think it will be. I don't think it can be if there's a proper due process set up to make sure that the people are, are you know, their, their rights are safeguarded, but at the same time, they are not allowed to continue to represent a threat to others. Okay. So a person reports somebody to the cops... And the cops you say, okay, you know, look, look into it. Yep, this guy has a pile of guns. And they go to the judge. And the person that's being looked at has no idea this is going on. Okay? Well, that's and not they go due to the judge pro- and judge says, yep, take him. That's not due process. Has that guy had his due process? Yes, that's absolutely. not due process. He no, will. that's really? not due process. He really? <laughs> All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, Stan. Have a good one. I don't yeah, think bye. that's due process. You think that's due process? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> All okay. Right, okay. All right, folks, that concludes the Angry Man segment of WKOK's On the Mark program. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at Sunbury Motor. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> Sunbury Motors. Got to put my head under a faucet. Com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 7023. Six, include the keyword OTM. One of our good listeners sends us a text and says it was nine months from the time that Merrick Garland was nominated until the nomination expired in the next year. Nine months or 293 days. Mitch McConnell had more than enough time to act on it if he so chose. What is more troubling is that he says if he takes over the majority next year, under no circumstance will any judge nominated for any office by President Trump be approved, acted President on... Trump or President or, I'm sorry, Yeah, President Biden Biden. will be acted on or confirmed. So if three members of the U.S. Supreme Court die next year, or how about this, they resign. I don't have to be so morbid about it. Mitch McConnell uh, will not entertain any for two years. Do you think that's proper, Joe? Nope, not at all. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. What is your beef today? We'd love to hear from you. There are some other issues uh, pending, Washington and locally. We'd love to hear about any topic on your mind. Talked a little bit about the new gun law that has been signed into law by President Biden. And we talked a little bit about the U.S. Supreme Court 
Pickle, 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Are you having fun there? Can we use the mouse while, when you're done playing? <laughs> Try right. to find it. All right. Well, read it as long as you have to. It said, about a week ago, I said red flag laws will cause undue process against law-abiding owners. You said that happens. You just told Stan his scenario wouldn't fly. Can't have it both ways. <laughs> Wait a second. What is it? About a week ago, I said red flag laws will cause undue process against law-abiding owners. You said that happens. Did I say that? Mm, I don't recall. I don't but, remember saying uh, that. It well, in any event, the red flag laws are, are written in such a way that they are, I think, a work in progress. I think Stan could potentially be right that due process is limited for some individuals. And so the, the laws have to be tweaked. If that's happening, you know, he says a neighbor can call the cop and order them to take your guns away. But that's obviously right. not the, the way the red flags were intended to work anyway. And in other states, the, you have to, the citizen, let's say the neighbor, whoever it is, has to report it to police, who report it to the prosecutor, who investigates, who goes to a judge, and the person has a, a, a unlimited opportunity for a defense in there, you know, to say why they should be able to keep their guns. And all of that is supposed to only take about 48 hours or so which is unrealistic. So, you know, something's going to have to get. But fortunately... Well, I can't call. I couldn't call and just say, my, I, I know that my guy I work with every day is packing, and I feel threatened. <laughs> and I think he's nuts. Would you come get his guns? They aren't going to do that. Rob Center is shaking his head no. So anyway, no, just kidding. But uh, the fact is that I think... Uh, if, if the laws have flaws, if the red flag laws have flaws, let's fix them. If, if right. they're saving lives, let's talk about that. It's a little hard to prove that they've saved lives, but we certainly know some states have them and they have been used and they have potentially saved lives. Let's hear about that. So, so what, what is the balance here? You know, justice is blind with a scale in her hands. Well, and There's I, a reason for that right. scale. That's an excellent point. The balance is that people have a right to keep and bear arms, whether they're crazy or not. As so, long as they're not a threat. Right, as long as they're not a threat to themselves or others. So I guess is sort of the key word that you hear but in mental health hearings. But a guy who waves a gun around at a traffic, let's say, uh, becomes enraged at somebody for cutting them off in a highway, mm-hmm. and they start waving a gun around, that person, in my opinion, should have their weapons confiscated. <laughs> well, 
Well, I don't know. That might just be until an they can. Until they. Oh, come on, Mark. <laughs> I don't know. That's, That's not the proper s- use of a firearm. <laughs> well, it seems pretty reasonable to me. How bad was the infraction? I said it would uh, cut him off. Oh well, yeah, that's that's that that's fighting words. So. And incidentally, just as a grace note, uh, our friend Eric forgot what was called the Biden rule. When Joe Biden was in the Senate, he said that they should not take action on an appointment in a presidential election year oh, for okay. the Supreme Court. So regardless, well, so and Mitch McConnell cited the Biden rule in March. As we would have had Republicans in March of 2016. We would have had was, some primaries underway. It was wrong when Biden proposed it. It's wrong then. I think you at least if the president does that, you extend him the courtesy of holding hearings and deciding whether or not his nominee is qualified. And even though I don't like Justice Garland's, or what is he now, Attorney General Garland's political leanings, he is certainly eminently qualified to serve on the bench. And incidentally, they said about, Eric said about, oh, no president should be allowed to appoint three. Well, there are four presidents, including Jimmy Carter, who appointed none. So what should we do? Kill off a Supreme Court justice just so a Democrat can appoint somebody? Right. And if a potentially one-term president is about to leave office, one of the Supreme Court justices has to step down so that he can appoint one. And if you want to talk about precedent, George Washington appointed 14. (laughs) (laughs) Including three who declined vociferously and said, I wouldn't touch that court with a 10-foot pole. All right, Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, I'll make this kind of... Boy, you made it real quick. You still there, Dick? These, uh, with all these concealed carries and then open carries in all these states, for example, in New York City law, I just saw yesterday, one today on the news, where a, a, a patron was upset about too much mayonnaise on his hoagie at a subway, and so he killed the two people, or killed one, shot another one there. And that'll be pretty, that'll be more common than not with people just carrying concealed weapons in places like New York City with millions and millions of people that get upset about nothing, next to nothing. Yeah, but not New York we, has, I mean, to shoot somebody over too much mayonnaise is almost mind-boggling. Not if we impose my mandatory carry law, though. That means... Uh, well, you know what? Then everybody's going to kill it. I watch Gunsmoke. Everybody, everybody can shoot everybody <laughs> there. Right. That's my, that's my point. And by the way, this is for, this is for Joe... Uh, Senator Cornyn did make this did make a tweet about the uh, about the uh, Brown boards versus the Board of Education. Time to revisit it. Yep. Time well, to revisit it. I, I, you know, you can say something and, and make a mistake, but it's hard to tweet something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that that wasn't the one that was. I didn't comment on that one. I commented on the other one. The white. Uh, the white. Uh, victory well, you, for but you white. said you didn't know that happened, and it did happen. Oh, I know. I read. I, you must have missed the rest of it. I looked it up, and I saw that it did, but that it was apparently her staff admitted that it was a mistake that she meant to say uh, right. for right well, to life. I'm talking about Senator Cornyn. Right. Okay. He, well, he no. tweeted that. Yeah, and that was wrong. No argument. All right. Thank goodbye. you so much for calling uh, in. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Call back. All right. Thank you, everybody, for participating in the first one-third of our show. Because the show is now one-third over, there's only two-thirds left. We'll take no more nominations before the end of the show. Because <laughs> another no, I'm going to confiscate your guns because I believe you're a threat. Another show is right around the corner. You're about to find out. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We have not given her enough credit, but she's done a fabulous job keeping up with her good callers. She's Lynn Hall. She's also one of the great announcers around here and one of the legacy employers. Have you been here 30 years yet, like the rest of you? Yep, okay. And another history buff. Yeah, she loves presidents. Lynn and I and share a great love of history. Trains in Gettysburg, and I have no idea what her politics are, but uh, uh, <laughs> she's shaking her head, no, no politics. <laughs> so she's not going to weigh in on our show. But she's doing a fabulous job. Uh, she makes sure that the recording takes place and that the callers get on and that the timing happens. And she's willing to send me a little red flags on the message machine saying, Mark, stop talking and push the button. So those are the good things that producer does. So we appreciate her. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, we talked a little bit about the U.S. Supreme Court and some of their decisions uh, lately. And we talked about, uh, let's see, the Merrick Garland nomination back in 2016 uh, that uh, gave uh, the U.S. Senate 293 days to do nothing before the nomination expired. Uh, also, to, uh, one of our good callers concerned about the, really every element of the new uh, gun law change safety measure that made it through the Congress without hearings and is now the law of the land. So some of those things will be taking place. So we had one call about that yesterday. We had all all abortion was the conversation on the Monday after the U.S. Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. So that is out there. And now and they're thinking about having federal tents put up to perform abortions I on federal land. I heard about that. Let's talk about that in a all minute. All right, we will. Uh, so those are our topics so far. If you'd like to weigh in on them, 1-800-795-9565. Email on the mark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Uh, some very brief news headlines here. Danville Area School District School Board Monday night appointed the former Central Columbia School District Superintendent Dr. Harry Mathias as acting superintendent until the district hires a new superintendent. He'll be paid $700 a day. Hey, just like you, Joe. $700 a day. Uh, he is going to fill in for the current superintendent, Dr. Ricky Boyle, who's leaving to take a position in the Bloomsburg Area School District. Pass another growing greener initiative, and soon the Shikolami State Park Marina building will be renovated and turned into a magnet for the community. That is one of the messages of the State Secretary of DCNR, Cindy Adams-Dunn, who was in town yesterday. She says, it is on our capital list. We recognize the urgency. Uh, Mr. Andrew Lydick of the Shikolami State Park Manager said of the marina building. Everything, such as the boat rental building or other restrooms in the park, it's the same era back to the early 70s. We all here on staff recognize that they're outdated facilities. So we're hoping that here with all this talk about infrastructure planning and budgeting, uh, we might get some additional funding. All right. Everything from the 70s is outdated. So past growing greener three, and then the Shikolami State Park Marina building will be turned into a community building with two floors, an empty space on the second floor that the community can use or rent and will house some offices and will be an opportunity for the community to use that building. Sound familiar? It looks like the boating season on Lake Augusta will be starting a little sooner than expected this year. Andrew Leidick, Shikolami State Park 
Marina, a manager, gave us a fiber dam update and said everything's going swimmingly. Typically in April, May, and June, the river is higher than what it has been here this current summer. So the river is just simply cooperating for us and allowed us to get into the dam site in the river and begin work earlier than anticipated. And he says that there should be a significant amount of boating available in August. Now that residents got a close-up look at the CSVT River Bridge, PennDOT says the bridge and the northern section will open to traffic after the 4th of July. PennDOT's Ted Deptula told us after Independence Day, crews will start the work of creating the crossover at the 405-147 Route 180 intersection. He says crews will have to paint the new lines and switch the traffic. Temporarily, traffic will be in some chutes to get through there. He says that painting will take place July 6th through the 9th, and then the highway can open afterward. That means the bridge will be open. A private ribbon-cutting ceremony for dignitaries only has also been scheduled. You make that sound like some form of elitism. It actually is the result of the fact there's not enough room to accommodate everybody who might want to attend. We're doing this on a highway, you know. Show they just had six thousand people on the bridge. You don't think? Well, they're not on. The, we're not doing it on the bridge, Mark. You can't have a groundbreaking and a ribbon cutting on the facility. I'm not invited. That's what I find. The is media was too. invited. Not me. Well, are you invited? Uh, yes. Oh, think you're going to talk? Yes. Why? Because they asked me to. CSVT task force or mayor? Well, a CSV task force. I would think over the years. I'm a little jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the ribbon cutting. Well, you can see it online if Matt no. and the news department live no. stream it. No. Don't be that way. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for talking it's to me. It's beneath down. you. <laughs> it's, it's, Few right. things are, but that is. Okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania's Republican nominee for governor wants to crack down on drug dealers, specifically those involving the deadly synthetic opioid fentanyl. Senator Doug Mastriano says under legislation he's introduced drug dealers who sell fentanyl, which resulted in a drug overdose, would face a mandatory minimum sentence of 25 years in prison. Mastriano says the bill is named Tyler's Law in memory of Tyler Shanafelter, who lived in his district and died at the age of 18 in 2020 from a drug overdose. He purchased what he thought was a Percocet, and instead he received pills from a dealer that were laced with fentanyl. And tragically, he overdosed and lost his life. That is why we introduced Tyler's Law, Senate Bill 1295, to impose stricter penalties on drug dealers who peddle fentanyl, resulting in fatal overdose. Mastriano also supports legislation which would track overdoses in PA. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. The U.S. Supreme Court Monday ruled in favor of a former football coach for a high school team in western Washington state who lost his job after preying on the 50-yard lines after games. The court ruled 6-3 to three along ideological lines that the free exercise and free speech clauses of the First Amendment protect an individual engaging in religious expression. Judge Neil Gorsuch, deliver, speaking of Merrick Garland, uh, delivered the opinion for the majority in the case known as Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. Uh, he says, quote, the Constitution and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike, Gorsuch wrote. The dispute involving Joseph Kennedy, the former Bremerton High School assistant football coach, stood at the intersection of the First Amendment's Establishment Clause and the free speech and free exercise 
choice clauses. As lawyers for Kennedy argued, the school district's punishment for his religious expression violated his constitutional rights. The school district, meantime, warned Kennedy when it learned of his post-game prayers that his activities likely violated the Establishment Clause, which prohibits the government from endorsing a particular religion. The court fight involving Kennedy's post-game prayers at midfield attracted a bevy of friend-of-the-court briefs, including from former NFL players and professional and college athletes who came down on both sides of the Well, they pointed out something that's very interesting, that if they banned him from doing that, because this was at a time when his students, where he was not in charge of his students, where all employees of the district were free to do something else because there was no other obligation, and he just chose to pray. And they said if you could strip that from him, you could stop someone from saying grace over their food in the school cafeteria. Okay. You know, or a Muslim from wearing a, a you know, um, um, there well, I forget what it's called. Hijab? The, yeah, hijab. So, you know, you, there, there is a definite religious freedom aspect to this, mm-hmm. and it's finally time that somebody recognized that not all this stuff is, you know, the slippery slope to establishment of a state religion. Well, this is the start of Gilead. You know it, and I know it. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's get the women in red yeah. gowns and get them out here. <laughs> right, with the, with the white uh, hat piece. Uh, that's part of it. And uh, one of our good listeners says you should read your news mark your cockamamie mandatory carry system is exactly what happened at the subway yesterday uh, and then they sent me the CBS it says a sub, this is CBS's version of this okay and I think it's slanted and you see if you detect that Oh, I a, will. a subway sandwich worker in Atlanta was shot dead allegedly for putting too much mayo on someone's sub. Police say the customer didn't like the way a subway employee made his sandwich so he opened fire a second employee was also shot. The manager of the subway was armed and returned fire, but missed. Can you imagine? Too bad he missed. Got a shootout at the subway. Hard <laughs> Over mayonnaise. Right. Well, there, there's a kind of person. How did well, that, what, what's the mental health or mental background of the person who pulled the trigger? Some of you should, well, obviously, you have some sort of dilemma there already. I mean, I, I get upset if somebody. Anger. I get upset if anybody puts any mayonnaise on my sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to shoot him. How about low-fat mayo? Is that okay? Is no, that, I don't want any. That's just a stab. When I order a sub, I always say oil, but no mayo. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, well, we have do. a free opportunity to do so. Sunburymotors.com is their website. I want to talk about something that Joe would like to hear about. His next vehicle is going to be the Ford EO. Your, uh, I'm sorry, your Lightning is a month away, they said. Right. Well, the <laughs> chips are being made in Taiwan, even as we speak. All right. Uh, but I am going to buy him temporarily to hold him over a Ford EcoSport, which is that subcompact crossover SUV that they have. Very small. Looks like a little pedal car, but it is perfect for Joe. Uh, a it, little pedal car? Is well, it has, well, see, it has about a, I'm going to estimate like an 8-inch clearance, because it is an SUV, oh, okay. but it is subcompact, so it's very short. So you get a good view out of it, and I think you'll sit up high enough for you to see over the steering wheel, but it <laughs> offers a one Lido, liter turbocharged three-cylinder engine. Are you ready for this? It gets an average of 24 miles to the gallon, but you can get 36 on the highway if you don't tromp on the gas all the time like you're doing. You can get a two-liter four-cylinder uh, uh, four engine if you so choose. Of Does course. it have a sport mode that sucks up a lot of gas? Uh, let's That's see. the one I want. Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. Yes, it comes with sand, uh, snow, slippery, ice. I wonder why snow and ice are separate but anyway well they should be they're different eco driving eco mode 
And are you ready, Joe? I'm ready. Bust the speed limit with sport mode. All right. Put your mileage <laughs> goes down to 12 miles per gallon <laughs> in the city and 20 on the highway if you got a tromped all the time. Of course, it comes with pedestrian detection. Why don't you just pay attention for five <laughs> minutes, Joe? Would it kill you? I'm paying attention to you. Pedestrian okay. protection. Right. So that's the eco. So what is that? What is pedestrian protection? Uh, that's it's an automatic thing in the front and the back that senses people walking near you. It, can, oh. it uses radar. I have a thing that tells me if there's people's cars going around behind me. Right. Well, it can detect something small. It also tells you their sexuality. It has gadar built into. Does it really? Too. Gadar. Yes. Okay. Yes, it'll tell you if they're. That's their sexual orientation. Right. So. Uh, um, just so you know, it has it both. SunburyMotors.com. Check out the Ford EcoSports uh, and uh, Consumer Reports. Just love the heck out of them. So it's an opportunity for you to save a lot of money. All right. Uh, Dan is standing by. Hopefully Van's not on the line with him. <laughs> Dan, you're on the line. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, I'm, I'm really happy with the Supreme Court how they're coming down on the side of freedom and rights of the individual citizens. I couldn't be happier with the Supreme Court. It's too bad the rest of the administration don't believe in freedom like the Supreme Court does. And every decision they're making, I'm happy with, and I'm sure my good friend Van would agree. He's not on the line, by oh, the way. And, but it, it's, a, it's a good thing to see what's happening. It's just too bad that we're stuck with that president like Biden that wants to take <laughs> away our freedom and the House that wants to take away our rights. Imagine if you had uh, President Trump and this U.S. Supreme Court at the same time. You'd be like hippity-happity dancing every day. Yeah, we'd be coming back to what our forefathers did for a brief period for the United States. We'd be coming back. And if the elections are fair and free, you're going to see a red wave like you never saw. So you have some reason to believe the elections aren't going to be fair and free? I mean, they always have been in this country. Yeah, right, Joe. How about the last presidential election? It was fair. How about that one? It was was not fair and it wasn't free. You know. No, I don't. (laughs) I believe the election was fair and free. But I'd say (laughs) a lot of your fellow citizens that live around you had no... And uh, you can't admit it, but anyway, if it's fair and free, you're going to see a red wave. Already a million people left the Democratic Party and became Republicans. They switched back. Well, some of them were independents, too. They joined the Republican Party because of all the craziness of the woke left, how they became and Biden became, uh, well, his handlers did it, but he became a lot more woke than he was 10 years ago. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't so much in favor of abortion. They played a clip of him last night on the national news, and 
he wasn't near as woke as he became since he's in office. So well, there we agree. Well, that yeah. might just be the quirk of governing. Look what he look at his. No, uh, that's a quirk of pandering to the extreme left wing of the Democratic well, Party. Okay, so he's pandering. The the extreme left wing wants him to add three more judges, and he says no. They want him to declare a national emergency because of abortion. He says no. In what way is that pandering to the left when every time they tell you to do something, you say no? Well, not that. But look at some of his appointments, the people he appointed, the other policies he's taken with respect to energy, this insane same thing that we have to have renewable energy today when it isn't ready today, mm-hmm. instead of adopting a more practical and reasoned approach to... Well, keep, that's just a Fox talking point. That's not oh, even real. Brother. Well, it's thank you for your real. MSNBC talking points. <laughs> anyway, Dan, that's not why you're called. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're a straight white, a straight white, you all know what I mean. You won't white man you won't get a job in that administration i can guarantee it they don't want you you have to be some something else to get a job there mayor garland appears to be straight and white well i think this is well he <laughs> no well no you don't that, but he's you're not, missing it joe <laughs> he's not too he's not too straight on politics that's for sure he won't protect it the Supreme Court judges and being th- their lives are in danger, some of them, because they don't do what the left wants them to do. And no, and you never see Republicans acting like that. Never you know? see that going to people's homes and trying to... Con- wow. How about Donald Trump? How about Donald Donald Trump uh, at his rallies urging people to beat up the people who were protesting and yelling and disrupting them? Well, that was just (laughs) incidental, Joe. That's not a trend. It's not a presidential trait. Yes, it is. I know it is. (laughs) Well, that's what I like about Trump. He doesn't hide his feelings. He's violent. So, in other words, a left wing, a left. Someone on the left or, or urging someone to beat someone up, that's wrong. That's good. But President Trump urging someone to beat someone up, that's okay. January 6th, good. Antifa, bad. bad. Yeah, well, you, you, you can carry that to the extreme. You, can, you know, most people there at January 6th were just taking a tour. Yeah, you had right, your riding going. Right, normal tourists. That, that infiltrated to make it into a riot you had them and they're the ones that made the trouble it wasn't uh, down to earth Trump voters like the lady the woman that got shot killed the only person that got killed in that day you listen well, you do know hearing. that that down-to-earth Trump supporter you're talking about was crashing through a window in the violation of the law. You do know that, don't you? Right. Yep. The other woman exactly was trampled by her friends. When they were the, Kavanaugh was being elected, they were in the Capitol building. They weren't supposed to be there. The, the woke lefties were in there in the face of the senators and stuff. And that was all right then. Hey, that's that's all right when they do it, but don't let a don't let a Trump supporter get in there. 
Well, she was coming through it, a window oh, oh, that was barricaded. The hearing, they disrupted. He's talking about right. disrupting the Kavanaugh hearings. Right, but that's yep. not that's not throwing fire extinguishers or breaking windows well, and climbing through them. You know. That was the radicals. The radicals were in there, but they wanted to. Make, this was planned. This was a planned riot. You know it by the Proud Boys. Well, yep. you might want to watch well, today's congressional hearing. A lot hearing. of your radicals were in there. Even the FBI infiltrated that. They were in there. Are you going to be watching today's special hearing of the January yep. 6th commission? I, it promises yeah, to be I'm a blockbuster. Record it. I won't be home. I'm going up to halfway dam, going on a good hike, beautiful day like this. But I'll record it and watch it later this evening. Okay. And... Uh, because I watched every one of them, and they could—they had not connected Trump at all to the riot. Jeez. In fact, he happen? tried to stop it. All right, Remember, we gotta go. He called January the third. The they Democratic left wanted this riot because look how they're using it all the time to finally get rid of that freedom-loving Trump. <laughs> they, they're trying to get rid of him. They can't handle freedom. Look at the calls against the SCOTUS yes. this morning. Unless they're kneeling at a football game, then they should be fired. He likes a lot of freedoms, unless you disagree with him. Well, but other than that... It, it, they were, uh, he makes sense. I agree that it is obnoxious when you're a football player not to respect the flag when you're making oodles of money. I respect the flag, and I'll never make the money they made. <clears throat> but I respect the flag regardless. I'd never oh, take we're the still doing it. Aren't we? All right, sorry, we got to go again. What this country gave me. Yeah, we got to go. I'm sorry about All eight right, minutes. You guys have a great <laughs> one. Yeah, thank Thanks you. a lot. I'm sure you agree with me. Right. It, on, on some points. No. <laughs> Why did the there. chicken cross the road? All right. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got a bunch of emails about abortion, so we'll read those shortly. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, we're going right back on the radio okay. here. I uh, took... Lynn was so kind to put the uh, OTM bumps in here for us to play, and I promptly forgot took them out. No, I took them well, out. You were so busy counting. Got rid of there. them. Uh, she's so attentive, and here I'm. I under- was so proud of you. You were up into the 40s, and you had already exhausted your fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah, I counted 40. <laughs> Sunbury Motor Company has 46 vehicles from which to choose at the moment. 46 different species of vehicles. There are uh, Hyundai, Kia, and Hyundai and uh, Ford, of course, and uh, 46 different kind of vehicles, including the Ecos. 
sports. So, all right, uh, upper right hand corner. What's, oh, what's, what's, what's the uh, uh, setting for this? Set this up before the you Supreme read it. Court uh, talking about uh, Earl Warren. Uh, Carroll says. Warren, appointed by Eisenhower in 1954, Warren was a more liberal justice than anyone had anticipated. When Warren joined the court in 1954, all the justices had been appointed by FDR or Truman, and all were confirmed New Deal liberals. But that's okay, because they were liberals. I mean, we can't have these conservatives, but the liberals, they're good. It would be nice to have a balanced court. However, if all the people were angels, we wouldn't need courts. Good point, Carol. Have a good day, she says. All right. Thank you. And after that, Doug says, when a woman becomes pregnant or has the baby, we congratulate the couple, not just the woman. Why is that? It's because a man is as responsible for conception of a human as the woman is. So why doesn't the man have a say in what happens in a pregnancy? I understand that sometimes the man doesn't want anything to do with the woman or the baby after she becomes pregnant, but what about the many times the man is involved? Shouldn't he, his involvement, uh, be involved in the decision as well as whether to terminate a baby? It's always argued that it's a woman's choice, but there are three human lives that are affected in a pregnancy. Good point, Doug. Very good point. Thank you for that. Yep. 1-800-795-9565. Here's yet a... No, it's a longer one, but go ahead. Says Eric on... This is directed at Eric. Over on TV over the weekend, I heard four people that were aborted but lived, and they are genuinely beautiful people. To see them was genuinely amazing. If that happened today, we wouldn't let them live. We would kill them. And we have a Supreme Court justice that reads the Constitution. It was never in the Constitution. That's any protection for abortion. Truth was revealed in our hearing this past week. Truth is sharper than a two-edged sword. It goes to the bone marrow. In other words, truth hurts. I'm sorry for the millions of babies that were aborted from that time to this time. Who knows what could have been invented? I'm not certain I understand that word. Uh, uh, 63 million abortions have taken place since the start of Roe v. Wade. Right. If invented. all of those people had been born, one of them would have cured cancer. Oh, okay. Who knows what could have been invented. Gotcha. We, the church, will step forward and keep doing God's work, even if mothers don't want the babies or the fathers. We will step up and take the mantle. Watch the church and work. And Eric, if you're a part of the body of Christ professing Christianity, find your place in moving forward. All right. And Eric, you get 60 seconds. I am a professing Christian, but I also believe that God believes that women have rights to their own body. And it's it, it, this male concept that the men can decide, and it's it let, let's face it, all these states, so any of these states have a predominantly legislature which is predominantly female. Now, some do have a female governor, I'll concede that, a one or two. But do any one of these states who are making these laws have predominantly female legislature? And the answer to that is no. I am a Christian. I think God really is very hurtful when a baby is terminated. However, God also is a God of love and believes, and I believe, that any woman who is raped or a 12-year-old who is incestually impregnated should not be forced to spend nine months of agony putting forth and reliving that whole episode to the point where we know that the level of uh, suicide is higher amongst pregnant women than women of the same age because of the trauma. And if you force them to go through it, they won't. They will seek out illegal abortions. And folks, I think I've said this on the air, but I'll say it again. I lost a great aunt in 1922 in Port Traverton who attempted to have an illegal abortion, and she died as a result. These things happen, and they will continue to happen again, except to the rich 
who can allow and, and, and leave their jobs and have their jobs reserved for them and go and get an abortion in a, a state which allows it. But if you're a poor person in Mississippi working at an hourly wage job and you say, I need to leave to go get this abortion, what's the <laughs> chance that they hold that job for her when she gets back? Or has to have the baby, and these states also do not require them to give parental oh. leave. All right, we got to go. Okay, you're out of time, okay, Eric. So Sorry. what you're doing is you're keeping these women down. Eric, we got to move on. Because you're not supporting you're... them either. All right, Eric, we, we got, got to you. move. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. One of our good listeners sends us a note. That's a tweet. It says, uh, this is by a doctor in Ohio. It says, abortion for lethal fatal anomalies is now illegal in Ohio. I'm a high-risk obstetrician here. I diagnose birth defects. So some point soon I may look someone in the eyes and say that they, against their will, will carry to term, undergo delivery, and then have their child die because of that birth defect. And the person who sent us the tweet says, why doesn't anyone focus on these issues? Not all abortions are to kill a baby. And not everybody is going to have a difficult time getting one in this country. If you, you turn it back to the states, you know, just change the legislature. Look, here in Pennsylvania, we're split. Oh, nothing's I see. Gonna, it's up to the states. Right. right. Nothing's going to happen in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the governor, if Mastriano becomes elected and the Republicans maintain a large majority in the House and Senate, possibly they will put some restrictions on it. But on the other hand, if the Democratic governor, if, if, if Shapiro is elected governor, things will stay nothing exactly will, as they nothing are. Nothing will change. No. So, I mean, and well, that could play could get, that across 50 states, and it, it, it's going to move and ebb and flow over the years. Could get more Republicans in the legislature so they'll be able to override. Well, here's the thing that gets me. You know, that we're, I've said before, we're never going to come to terms with this because the people on one side and the people on the other side are very strongly committed to their point of view. So we're never going to have a final resting place yeah, in the center. Yeah, resolve that issue. No, we're never going to do it. So the question becomes, what will happen as the result of the Supreme Court decision? I see in the future all states going back and forth depending on who's elected and when, and when they serve and what their feeling is. You know, we have Mississippi today is in the hands of conservatives. Liberals take over. All of a sudden, Mississippi Everything becomes changes. a haven for abortion. All right. So it's the people in the state who are making the determination as to what they want in their state. I think that's their right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from everybody. We're going to take another quickie break, and we will be right back. Go. Okay. Well, we got- are you happy now? I am. We have three callers waiting on the line. All right. We'll go to Alan. Al, you're up next. Good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning to a couple of bums from another bum. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> okay, I got two subjects. The one, um, the abortion. Every abortion ends in a death. We know that. Right. And then if in you go opinion. the other way, the other doctor would, you know, you were just saying about the doctor that couldn't perform um, an abortion, which is a certain death instead of just leaving it up to God's will. And I told you about that before. I mean, we had a, I have a sister that the doctor said the same thing, and she's fine. I mean, she needs help, but that's like my special sister that I try to take care of. And, you know, she's an adult. She's fine. And But he just gave her us for love, you know, so we could do our love thing. And... um so that, you know, I'd, I'd just rather leave it up to God on that end of it. And then Eric asked about a governor that's running. There's a lady named Carrie, Kara Lake, 
from Arizona, and she just let Brett Bear have it several different ways. And she is a conservative that is for really tough on abortion. Well, that's so your that belief, though, that uh, you know all of this is this is wrong. But that's just your religious belief. Your you should. No, it's God's belief. It's God's belief too. In your opinion, he says right. we shouldn't take a. In my opinion, it's black and white. One it's, of our listeners sends a, a note there, and there, says, "There's nothing wrong with my opinion, uh, right. and I'm not forcing it on anybody. But I'm telling you, my opinion is black and white." But and, you're saying and that's your opinion, why I'd rather leave it up to God, even the rape, even the incest, because nine months of toughness is better than a lifetime of regret. Well, you're saying that God and God feels, gives us the free will. You're saying God feels yes, the same way you do. How do you know that? <laughs> because He tells me. Oh, He talks I'm to you. I'm talking for Him right now. Okay. Well, then you're, yeah. you're certainly a higher authority. I mean, I, I wouldn't presume well, that God certainly would talk to I me. am. I listen to the. What's told to me through the Bible, and He gives us free will. We can we can take our babies. We can abort our babies. God God allows that. He doesn't like it, but He allows it. Well, now we heard yesterday. Sit, we heard yesterday from another ambassador from the Kingdom of Heaven that the reason we had this COVID back COVID virus is because of abortion. And I ask if now that no, abortion. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I'm not. Well, don't put God, me in told, that God told him Joe. that. God told I'm him in that. The categ- I'm in the category that. I leave it up to God. It's God's will, and and that's where I stand on abortion. How about this? I mean, One of it, our listeners sends us a tweet from a woman who's And Jewish. I am God's ambassador on earth here. Okay. We all should be, and Jesus is ambassador on earth. That, that's a great title. Thank you. All right. Well, listen. Okay, of, and then on or not. Well, the Sarah <laughs> Lake, she really gave it to Brett Bear last night on the, uh, I heard on the about free that. and fair election. Uh, she really let him have it. She put down Fox News right on Fox News in front of Brett Bear and told him they were just like CNN. <laughs> and he, she let him have it, and his face turned so red, you could tell he was getting her, and he was getting it good. And she was magnificent. Who's this doing and this? Tara Lake. She was magnificent last night on, on Fox at Denver. 6 o'clock with Who Brett is Bear. She? she let him have it. Who is she? Uh, uh, she's running for... Um, governor in Arizona. Okay. All right. She and nailed him. She nailed him back really good. Anyways, She's she said this free, free and fair election was not a free and fair election. It's the big lie. And it was tainted, and we know we know for sure it was tainted. All right. We and we're not back. really looking into it. Okay. And and it's it's actually the third time that we've had a bad election. Oh, I mean, there was two other ones, and they were all caused by Democrats. All right, we got you. We got to go. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. Yep, bye. One of our listeners sends us a tweet. It says, I am Jewish. My religious teaches that life begins at birth, not at conception. So a ban on abortion is a violation of my religious freedom, and the only people with actual religious freedom in this country right now are Christians. The Talmud, which the text which outlines Jewish law, states that a fetus is mere water for the first 40 days of pregnancy and not a person until its first breath outside the parent 
Lawrence body. That uh, the idea that life begins at conception is a Christian dogma. But no idea. one's forcing that Hold lady on. to have an abortion. And Christians have every right to make decisions about their bodies based on their faith, but they do not have the right to make laws that impose their faith on the rest of us. But no and, one's requiring a Jewish person get amen. an abortion, so it's hardly a violation of their their rights. If you were forcing them to get well, abortions, well, but if you have to travel to another state, I mean, no, no, you're ridiculous. missing my point. She's saying that if you make a law of, uh, prohibiting abortion, it's it's against her faith. But she's going to have one anyway because she doesn't believe that there's anything there for, for a what, six months or right, okay. until it's born. Uh, one of our listeners sends us a note since two people have brought up the topic of the stolen election. Joe, if you would. Here's how people get the idea the election was stolen. Former U.S. congressman and Philadelphia political operative pleads guilty to election fraud charges. U.S. Attorney General Arbutter Williams announced today that former U.S. Congressman Michael Ozzie Meyer, 79 of Philadelphia, pleaded guilty today to conspiracy to deprive voters of civil rights, bribery, obstruction of justice, falsification of voting records, and conspiring to legally vote in a federal election for orchestrating schemes to fraudulently stuff the ballot boxes for specific Democratic candidates in the 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18 Pennsylvania elections. All right, and that's from the U.S. Nothing Department to see of Justice. Here. Right, that's from the U.S. Department of Justice. Well, that is thought to be why President... And it was a Democrat. Can you believe that? Well, this is thought to be why President Trump won in 2016 because of this incident. Uh, of course, you notice they didn't raise holy heck and say, oh my gosh, the elector was fraudulent because he got in on fraudulent voting. Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. You'll be the last caller before a quickie break. All right. Uh, Yes, I have a couple of subjects and a roundabout way to make a point on. One is uh, starting with the uh, 25th Amendment. Uh, During the Trump administration that uh, there were people on uh, television and that media uh, analyzing Donald Trump from afar, so to speak, and they uh, they would usually have a caveat that they never met Donald Trump or talked to him in person, but they're observing his actions, you know, on the few media clips that uh, they would get. So, uh, along that line, that in, uh, even back on May 4th, the uh, USA Today in uh, 2017 had a an article on a, to summarize that part of it was uh, they had 53 signatures on a petition uh, to remove Donald Trump under the 25th Amendment. And they they mentioned uh, a uh, analysis of him. I guess it's called malignant normality, which I'm not going to. I don't know anything about it. Oh, uh, anyhow, just to move on quickly is on Thursday, Eric did admit that uh, he called. Rittenhouse, uh, a crazy kid, and my point is that those people, some people said about the media doing that, that that was wrong, that they shouldn't do that over the air, and not meeting the person, and I think it was very unprofessional of Eric, uh, because he did uh, do a credit drop that he's a developmental psychologist, so, uh, and in that uh, point Eric's there, uh, not about, a de- Eric's not a developmental psychologist. Well, that's what he said one time, if I'm wrong. I think he's being facetious. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, I mean, that's a bad thing then about a phone conversation is I don't get to talk or see during the conversation. But anyhow, moving on, that was if he is or if he isn't. But if he isn't, I guess he's entitled, and I I guess I took it the wrong way. Uh, But I had mentioned it before that uh, 
I thought he was. But anyhow, moving on to the the other subject that he just called in on when I was on the waiting, uh, he said about uh, the uh, he believes in this abortion and and God and God loves uh, you know the women. I, I'm not sure. I was kind of. Uh, but if he uh, if he has a pencil and paper or anybody uh, to explain to me then if you've read Hebrews and if you've read Exodus that in Exodus 21 chapter 22 through 25 it does uh, it, that uh, does address uh, a woman losing a child that is not born you know like prema- uh, losing a child prematurely so. Uh, if I, I usually you don't let me read it on on the air, but if you would look it up, or I I don't really care about what you guys do, but just if Eric would address that that God has no, uh, he does judge people that uh, bring on uh, death or uh, a miscarriage. So in okay. two different ways, a, a miscarriage and a, a an abortion. Okay, so right. basically that that's it. All right. Well, have thank a good you, day, sir. everybody. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Take thanks care. for calling in. All right, one eight hundred. Oh, nope. Scratch that. We won't have time for any more callers today. We got two callers ready, and um, we'll be right back. You're listening to News Radio ten seventy WKOK Sunbury. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. We've got a lot to do in a short amount of time. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. says, my question today is, do you believe that your mind can lie to you, that it can give you the wrong information? Why do you base your truth on facts or on your feelings? All right. Uh, Marianne, thank you so much for patiently waiting. You're on the mark. How much time do I have? Two and a half minutes. Wow. Okay. I'll try and make it fast. Uh, yesterday, I was very upset by some of the comments made by some of the men who called in with regard to uh, specifically uh, girls or women who are victims of rape or incest and saying that they should not uh, abort the fetus. Uh, guys, you have no conception of the psychological trauma alone that these women go through after such a horrific incident. Uh, your cavalier attitude about rape and incest victims is nothing short of appalling. You should visit a rape crisis center and see and hear for yourself what these women go through. Some of them are so fragile they never recover. Some of them even commit suicide because they can't live with what was done to them. And yet you would have them carry in their wombs for nine months a product, whether you want to call it a child, a fetus, uh, a, a, a being who is a product of rape or incest. You have no idea of what they go through. Uh, you, you're insensitive. You know, I rarely agree with Eric when he calls in, but I agree with him 100% what 
is challenging these men for their cavalier attitude. That's all I have to say. Well, very nicely said. Thank you so much for yeah, calling call in. again. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate your comments. Really appreciate okay. it. Feel free to Thank be you. part of our show on a regular basis. Yep. Thank you, Marion. All you. right. Takes us to Chris. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, three cheers for that last caller. Amen. How about it? And I wish Republicans would change their minds or conservatives would change their minds. Right. On that. But they won't because <laughs> God says, God says, God says. Uh, one quick comment about my comment yesterday, where I was accused of being a racist because I mentioned all the extra Chinese in the world. What I was talking about was the extra human beings in the world and the strain that was put on the Earth's resources, the use of oil, the, the, the food growing, everything else. It would be a disaster if China had our laws about having children and abortion or our, our eliminated abortion. Okay. And uh, there was no Biden rule. There was never any Biden rule. It was never a rule. It was never followed. It's made up, and it, what Biden proposed wasn't what McConnell said it was. So please stop that nonsense. Republican dumb talking points that are lies. Then... Uh, the problem is that uh, a president who did, did not win a majority any time he was, either time he ran, appointed three Supreme Court justices under a new rule put in by Republicans about not filibustering Supreme Court just, justices. Three of those votes were the were three of the five that overturned Roe. It's the Republicans making this a totally political court, and the court acting totally politically. <laughs> the election was stolen, and the Democrats have and ruined the, the Supreme uh, Another court. thing that's... Uh, it's, uh, how come God is always pro-choice, giving human beings the choice to make the wrong or right decision? But all your callers are completely anti-choice. It's the Christian God, not all gods, just the Christian God. Chris, we're being drowned out, so we will chit-chat with you tomorrow. Call early tomorrow, and you'll get more time. Thank you so much for calling in. Are you okay, Joe? I am. Have a good day. Half your myths are gone. No, no, no. You're you're mything. Chris is wrong as usual. (laughs) You're mything your old myths. This is WKOK Sunbury.